The price is wrong, bitch. And here we go. It's the comic, the comic, the comic, comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Welcome back to the comic book bullies. There's new bullet. Me host Leroy, aka Griselda's next album cover, uh, with my co-host. <laughs> I thought I completely uh, fucked that up. I completely fucked that up. Ah, uh, yeah. This is Eli, aka C3P Cheerios. Yep, and we are back with another episode. And yeah, we're just gonna get into it. Like I said, we got a bunch of. Actually, we don't have a bunch of stuff. Eli. Got a bunch of stuff we got to talk about, but you know what? You know what actually happened? Oh, oh no, I'm gonna leave. It's it. I'm gonna leave let it up the, to the, the AI. Let the AI just go. For the it. AI they, gonna take care of it. Got they, you there guys. You go. We're just gonna sit. We're both gonna sit back and just just uh, eat a hamburger or some shit like that while they figure <laughs> it out. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I guess I can share a link about going on, but I'm gonna share a link. Got to do both. Okay. So, Eli, it was gonna be just all on you until some stuff happened. Hold on, who we got? Who we got? Uh, Jake, what's oh, going Jake's on? Jake's in the house. What up? I knew Jake was going to be right on time. He's always right on time. Um, so I thought it was just going to be just an uh, uh, Eli show this time, just all Eli, just all all the time. Like, Eli, Eli. But some stuff happened, some sad stuff happened that we do have to address. Yeah. We got yeah, to pay idea. And, like, it happened, like, right before we was about to do our thing. So, yeah. So we're just going to get into that, just handle our business, and then we'll get into the fun stuff. Like I said, you've seen the thumbnail. And to be honest with you, Eli, I am I'm proud of my thumbnail this week. Are you? So. Yeah, I think so. Good job. You know, sometimes I'm like, you know, if you know, but this one you should be. You know. should be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like, busting your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, first thing we're gonna start off with. Uh, hold up, before we get into it, is that Jake? What another one? Let's see what we got. Uh, Eli finally, finally hey, I, I had my own show that no one listened to years <laughs> ago, man. <laughs> uh, he's taking over this show. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So I want to say rest in peace to Bob Barker. We got to talk about Bob Barker. We got to talk about a new deal. Let's talk about all the uh, the legends that passed. Uh, yeah. So like I said, so Bob Barker was a big deal. Now the thing about Bob Barker, everybody knows who Bob Barker is. He was the game show of the prices right for how many? I don't know when he started. All I know is that whenever I started watching it, he was there. So I'm pretty sure anybody that's still alive that was watching the show, he was there watching it. So, yeah. Pretty much the only, I mean, until what, Drew Carey or whoever took it over, he was pretty much all I, the only host that I knew of, you know. Yeah, I know about Price is Right. Yeah. Yeah, Drew Carey. Let's see. They've got a picture of it. Nope. Oh, that's Parker's Beauties. Oh, I don't have it. Never mind. Anyway, (laughs) the point is. I'll I'll look at the beauties. Oh, I bet you will. Because <laughs> I didn't want to talk about that because we got to talk about everybody loves the Barker Beauty Zone there. Like I said, and yes, Bob Barker was smashing all of them. Um, because like I said, every time you turn around the 80s, it was another thing coming out about Bar Barker this, Bob Barker this. But we still love Bar Barker because here's the thing I know about Bob Barker. Anybody that grew up loved Eli, did you grow up grow up watching Price is Right? I, I yeah, I yeah, I, I yeah. watched the Price is Right. Yeah, because yeah. I know anybody that has a fondness for Price is Right, they all have one thing in common. They all grew up with the granny. It's only because like Price is Right, uh, In the Heat of the Night, Matlock, 
you know, it's just certain show. Any any soap opera, Days of Our Lives, like that. You, if you're familiar, if you know who Victor Kuriakis is, you grew up with your granny. So again, yeah, the same thing with uh with uh Bob Barker also. Dude kicked out of selling. And I was just gonna talk about that. To me, that is one of the funniest scenes of all time when I saw that. Uh, the Price is Wrong, bitch. Uh, because <laughs> yes, but and when he hit butter Bob Barker and, and that whole that whole thing, his thing. I watched it with my dad. My dad didn't know that scene was coming up, but I knew the scene was coming up. He said, they're watching. That's the hardest I've ever heard my dad laugh in life ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember that scene for that. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, and that's and that is why Happy Gilmore is a, gla- a classic. It's so many classic scenes in Happy Gilmore. If, if anybody hasn't seen Happy Gilmore and you're watching this show, we highly recommend Happy Gilmore. It is an Adam Sandler movie, one of his first Adam Sandler movies. It is a classic. So, yeah. So that's pretty much all we got to say about that. Like I said, Bob Barker was a legend. Did a lot of things, game show yeah. hosts. Yeah. And I just recently found out that he was native. He's what? part native. Yeah. Recent, like legitimately. What, what tribe? What tribe? Lakota. He grew up on Rosebud, the res in South Dakota. What? Like went to the Rosebud High School and shit. I get, yeah, he's like a, an eighth. So he's actually got some, blo- yeah, legitimately native. I just learned this. So. Okay. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> okay. Shout out to. Native legend Bob Barker. I didn't think I was yeah, going to say that, go. but yeah. There you go. <laughs> we had we had a celebrity and we didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> so, yeah, good journey to him. Yeah, good journey to Bob Barker. So, and we're going to keep the train moving. We're going to keep the train going because this one, this one hurt. This one hurt right here. Now, yeah, a lot of people shocking. that, yeah, a lot of people that don't listen to this podcast probably have no idea who we're talking about. This Arlene Sorkin. Uh, for those who don't know who Arlene Sorkin is, she is also a legend. Uh, because she did a lot of things. Let me give a quick picture of her real quick. Uh, she did a lot of things. She was a, another soap opera actress, like on Days of Our Lives, like that. But the most important thing she's famous for is that she was the voice of Harley Quinn. Now, just to say she was the original voice of Harley Quinn is, is not doing it justice. She wasn't just the voice of Harley Quinn. She was the inspiration for Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn wouldn't exist without her. Because the thing is, uh, Arlene Sorkin, like I said, she was on a daytime uh, soap opera. She had this personality. She was bubbly, ditzy, smartass, very hyperactive. Harley Quinn, that's basically what she was. So the show, the showrunner of Batman the Animated Series, got to make the show, was actually good friends with Arlene Sorkin. So he decided to, you know, make, give Joker a sidekick. She was supposed to, uh, Harley Quinn was supposed to be just a one-off thing. One episode, get in, get out, and that was it like that. But the thing is, Arlene Sorkin put so much energy in it put and made the character pop that people kept asking for the character to come back. So it went from like a one-shot to a bigger thing, to a bigger thing, and now she's in movies, and now she's in this, and now she's, she's in that. She's a phenomenon. She's she a phenomenon. You you can best, make an art. Yeah, yeah, one of the best-selling DC comic books still. One of the best <laughs> DC comics. You can make an argument that Harley Quinn was at one time uh dc's most popular female character <laughs> i mean that's a big thing out of 80 year 100 year history whatever dc has so yeah. yeah uh but that's the thing about arlene sorkin like i said she put all her energy into Har- harley quinn and all those things that you recognize like mr j and pudding i'm not gonna pudding, do the harley voice yeah. but everybody knows the harley voice <laughs> come on man i'm not doing the harley <laughs> voice <laughs> but but the point is that anybody that does a harley quinn voice is doing an arlene sorkin voice like i said doesn't matter who you are you are doing arlene sorkin voice now we're gonna go a little bit further with that because when i mean that uh arlene sorkin was the inspiration for harley quinn because paul dini saw an episode of days of our lives where arlene sorkin dressed up as 
of a court jester, also called a Harlequin. So this image stuck in his brain when he saw it. He was like, okay, she can play a clown. I'm going to hire my friend to play a clown. And that became Harley Quinn. So, yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, crazy, more popular. Is more, more popular than joking. Out. The funny thing is, is that the more popular Harley Quinn, the more they started to separate her from Joker. Because they because Joker yeah. started to get more psychotic and homicidal, stuff like that. And they didn't want to want that brand associated with Harley. Yeah, and if you so watch the to, old... Yeah. Yeah, and if you watch the old animated series, he treats her like shit. And it was yeah. a joke. It was like she was like comic, like like sadistic comic relief, dark comic relief. Right. You know, how he just like beat the shit out of her and treated her like shit. But as they started fleshing her out in the comics, they they made her more independent. And now she's like, yeah, she's like, fuck the Joker and got a great relationship with Ivy, you know? And <laughs> the, the whole Ivy thing, that was yeah. that was in the cartoon. Like yeah. the, the animated series when it first started. So. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, they fleshed her out as long as the more popular she got okay this we can't have her being this like victim of abuse all the time right so, can't have yeah. abuse can't have her be an accomplice to all the psychotic shit jokers doing so let's just yeah. separate them and move them with like that and you know and and they it was it was for the better like i said yeah, yeah. harley quinn became even more like even the movies like birds of prey the whole point of that was her getting away from joker the suicide squad with James Gunn getting away from Joker, you know. Yeah. So they was able to flesh the character out, but it's just funny how this those seeds were planted with Arlene Sorkin. Like I said, without Arlene Sorkin, there would be no Harley Quinn. Because the thing is, other villains on that show had sidekicks. Like I think Penguin had like two chicks with him. Nobody remembers them because they didn't have personalities. They were just there and then gone and that's it. But like I said, Harley Quinn became so popular that's and it's all because of Harley Sorkin. I do want to say that uh she did the voice of the kid. Now she wasn't she hasn't done the voice in like 20 years or something like or 10 years, something like that. I think the last time she did the voice was uh Arkham Asylum. The first one. The first one. She did the voice of Arkham Asylum, the first one. After that, then Tara Strong came in and then she kind of she's been basically doing the voice since then. But yeah, that's going on with that. So yeah, uh, like I said, good journey. Yeah, the fact is yeah. that Harley Quinn, is. like Harley Quinn, lives on through her. So, yeah, well, she lives on through Harley Quinn. I feel like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let me say, we move on to the next part of the podcast. Like I said, you all came to see a thing. Hopefully, everybody's seen it. Hopefully, we're not spoiling anything. For everybody, this is on <laughs> Disney Plus, so everybody should have got a chance to see it. Oh, uh, Eli saw it, and he's our resident Osaka expert. So awesome. he's gonna... <laughs> you had to correct me that that wasn't how you spell it. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna start saying it now. <laughs> it's Asuka. <laughs> so yeah, Asuka. so Asoka. Asoka. Okay. Uh yeah. So that's the so like I said, this is Ahsoka uh, episode one and two. They came on Disney Plus aired at the same time. I'm gonna let Eli break it down, give his thoughts. See what you thought I, about it. You know. I loved it. That's a- <laughs> what? I because it was- I, here's, here's the thing. Yeah. I haven't seen any other reviews on YouTube. And honestly, I've been scared because it's the same old thing. Us, also, what's the name of the show again? I can't, I can't want to say Ahsoka. Ahsoka. <laughs> Ahsoka is the worst <laughs> thing since Captain Marvel. I'm like, okay, let me ignore all this shit, man. I'm not going to pay attention to you. So that's why no, I needed to I- hear an, an expert to see what they what they think about this show. So, no, yeah. Ahsoka has been a st- an established 
fan favorite Star Wars character for over 10 years now. Like over 15, like what, 2008. When was that first Clone Wars? 2008, 2009? Yeah, but you're talking about the the theatrical movie Clone Wars. The theatrical, yes. There was a Clone Wars movie at one point that I did see in the theater. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, seven seasons of Clone Wars. And she she appeared on Rebels. She made appearances on Mando and Book of Boba Fett, and now she's got her own series. Um, so she is she has a lot more staying power than just being oh oh a female Jedi, a girl Jedi. The way the way Ray was, Ray got a lot of flack for being a woke, you know, gender swapping hero bullshit outrage that we've we've grown to adore. <laughs> right, but but at the same thing, you're saying that Ahsoka has been accepted by the fan base. Yes, a lot of kids, like my kid, mm-hmm. he was watching, when he was like, he, he, he didn't really watch the original series or even the prequels. He was into the Clone Wars, and he, loved, he really got into Ahsoka when he was like super little, you okay. know, before he got into Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's the thing, we can say that Ahsoka has stayed in his time. When you say 2008, okay, let's do the math. What is that? 15 years, roughly, or some shit, maybe longer like that. than that? Yeah. Okay. Like so we're talking about a character that has stood the test of time for 15 years finally making live action. So it's not like it's like it's like Harley like we just talked about Harley Quinn, how Harley Quinn took time to develop and be accepted mm-hmm. by the fan base. Like that same thing with Ahsoka. Like you don't last 15 years without being accepted by a fan base. It it just doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah, there's a whole generation of kids who whose first exposure to Star Wars was the Clone Wars. Right. And Ahsoka, you know, was is like like I said, a fan favorite. And and she is she is a very strong character. Um, I dig her. I, I've I've actually read her novel, like her standalone novel. I've you know so yeah, she's a cool character. And she's basically she was Anakin's Padawan, and basically f- fleshed out Anakin way more than the movies ever did. You know, she was basically Anakin's heart. And understanding her story, you understand more why Anakin went to the dark side. You know, um, so yeah, she's just this really cool character. So this show, I, I was, yeah, I was, I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> I was, I, <laughs> but I'm a fan of Rebels. This is this show is basically a continuation of Rebels, live action Rebels. Um, I have sucked Rebels' dick for a long time now. I mean, let, let's I, let's call let's call it what it is. Call it what it is. Rebels is your favorite Star Wars thing ever. It's, right. It is. It I re, yeah. after recently I recently watched it in preparation for the show, so it's mm-hmm. fresh in my mind. It is, it is great Star Wars storytelling. It gets to the heart of what Star Wars is meant to be, you know. And I said, and in the Clone Wars too. The Clone Wars I felt was great. You know, some of the best Star Wars story storytelling as well. Um, but yeah, Rebels is great. Rebels is a great show, and this is a continuation of it. And we're seeing these characters in live action which I thought was great as a fan of the show. I thought everybody nailed it. I was, it was cool to see live action Sabine and Hera. And so oh, I, we've seen Ahsoka already in Mando and shit, but Chopper and, you know, various other characters um, pop up. But, um, but no, I had a great time with it. I thought the two episodes were like, I, I, I didn't know it was a two-parter at mm-hmm. first until the, the second episode stuck is when, so, when Sabine got her ass whooped I was like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> and then and then the second episode started. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sabine ain't going out like that. So 
but um but yeah i i really dug on it um I mean, that's just because i'm a fan of rebels and i and you know me i'm a big star wars fan i like some things more than others some things i didn't get into i i but i don't complain about star wars unless other people do so right <laughs> um but i really dug on rebels and i think they did a great job translating this show into live action and those characters so i'm in the bag for this and i think i'm biased because I'm a fan of Rebels. <laughs> but I would like to know what people who haven't watched Rebels think of this. Okay. <laughs> like, does uh, does the show translate very well? Can you get into it without knowing the backstory and all the, the Easter eggs and the references and that? You know, I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I didn't catch any of the Easter eggs. And honestly, I don't I don't think it mattered. I mean, just like okay. when I was watching Mandalorian and in season six, when all those people started showing up, you're like, oh, this person is from that, and that person's from that. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't know who they are. But at the same time, in this show, I'm like, okay, this person knows that person because that person did a thing. Okay. It's an action sci-fi show, and they every action sci-fi show follows the same beat. Good guy, bad guy, racing to get the MacGuffin to stop them from doing the thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. That's every sci-fi show ever. This is no different. So as long as I I don't know where this character is and how this character relates to it, like I don't I don't think I need to know that. I just know that this person is a good guy, that person's a bad guy. They go and edit. These persons have a complicated relationship because of something happened in the past. I know this strong guy is supposed to be the best motherfucker in all of the universe. <laughs> okay, I'm good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he kicked puppies and you know whatever the fuck he did. So. Actually, no, he wasn't that bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thrawn is more methodical. He's not a, like like a power hungry like like Palpatine or Vader was. Yeah. Palpatine's more like calm and collected. He's like uh, Hunt for Red October. Um, what's his name? The the Sean Connery and Hunt for Red okay. October. It's like he's that guy. guy. But okay, but I, yeah, but he's saying. like that. He's like a strategist, like like a battle yeah. strategist, a tact, tactician of warfare he thinks and like it's like he's playing chess so okay. he's 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 not all about like just destruction he plays everybody and thinks you know 10 steps ahead he's very clever so he's like a, a like a more methodical than just straight up power hungry and you know like like palpatine was you know okay. um okay. that's that's what makes him a, like a you know a, a more of a cooler character um but yeah it, and i mean i don't want to spoil rebels for those who haven't seen it but it was it, it at the finale of rebels um they ezra the main character ezra and palpatine they were battling and then they were whisked off you know to into hyperspace to parts unknown um and that's and they they don't know where they were presumed dead after a while because they didn't know where they went um and it's on the show spoilers they are tracked. They're trying to track down Thrawn, and they reference Thrawn in like, was it Mandalorian? Yeah, where, where, where just, Ahsoka, na- just, yeah. it's just a name drop, just like yeah, I'm going Ahsoka, to get Thrawn. Yeah, Ahsoka. And then they had that, like the ominous music yeah. playing. Dun, 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 yeah, you know. like okay. I'm looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn, and right. um, like it was like a cliffhanger or whatever, and um, and that woman from the Mando that were, uh, were the Ahsoka episode of Mando where she has that duel in that town, you know. Mm-hmm. That woman is now in this show. Honestly, and it took me on the second sh- viewing to realize that was the same woman. Yeah. 
Because the first time, like, why why are we chasing after this chick again? Because I've watched those certain Mando episodes a lot. I uh, I did recognize her right away. Oh, that's that one chick from the one episode. And actually, I didn't even recognize somebody from the internet said it. I think I saw it on Twitter, some shit like that. Yeah, I didn't know her name. Like, I don't remember her name, but I did recognize her face because I've watched that duel a bunch. I I didn't even recognize that. I was (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um. And I forget her name now, Mor- Morgana or something like that. Um, Morgan LeFay, some shit. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the Goblin Queen, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but she established uh, the Night Sisters. I mean, she, she said she mentioned the Night Sisters. The Night Sisters are from the Clone Wars. That's, that's the, the, the Night Sisters were like these witches who like did magic through the Force, through the dark side of the Force. And there's the Night Brothers. Um, Darth Maul. Darth Maul was a knight brother. Um, him and a Savage Opress. They have a story arc. Actually, the Night Sisters trilogy. If anybody, if you haven't watched, if anybody wants to like watch some cool Clone Wars and you don't want to sit through seven seasons, there are key episodes. But watch the Night Sister trilogy, and it, you know, it it it's got it. You know how Darth Maul came back and it, you know, Asaz Ventress was also part of the from Dathomir that planet they're from. Um, and it just, you know, shows who the Night Sisters are. They're basically these goth witches who practice force magic. And, um, but I guess this woman, Morgan LaFleur, or whatever her name was, <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's from Dathomir and knows Night Sister magic too. I so, guess? why is she like some kind of demon looking chick like everybody else they've showed? That's a good question. Why does she got horn? Well, the women, well, you've seen Asaz Ventress. She's just kind of like, pale skin kind of alien looking like an evil alien woman looking i mean for what i remember i thought she was demon looking too i guess yeah. but I guess that's just kind of what i'm i think what i remember from her from yeah um we've never seen a size ventress in human form so or the night sisters in human form but who knows maybe, maybe i don't know i don't know that is a good question why, why doesn't she look more evil looking or whatever right um or maybe she transformed maybe it's like uh like oh uh, what's the chick Agatha Harkness, where she really is older, but she mag- does magic shit to make herself look younger or something. That shit. would be cool too. Your theory. Yeah. Or should I should I be outraged about this? What the fuck? This is bullshit. <laughs> this is the lure. Or some shit the night out sisters don't look human. What the fuck? This show sucks. Fuck this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, that I mean, like I said, I, I was in the bag. I was into it. I, I, I got all, a lot of the references. I guess there's um, references that I didn't get quite catch that I've seen pop up about Knights of the Old Republic. I've never really played Knights of the Old Republic. Um, it was just too long for me that I never... <laughs> I got it for free from Amazon Game Prime Gaming. I just haven't played it. I never, I never made it off that first ship. So, <laughs> so I made it, I made I, it pretty I, deep in the game. It's, I don't know how far I made it, but I made it pretty deep in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know that lore very well, other than just watching. I mean, I've watched a bunch of the cutscenes on YouTube and shit, but I don't know who the fuck was who. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not that deep. I'm like I'm, I like Star Wars, but I'm not really that that like no. Once you get oh, so once you, we get past, yeah. yeah. You know, you know, Star Wars or Skywalker shit. I get it's a little vague yeah, for me. So when I, they start referencing the yeah. Nintendo sixty four Shadows of the Empire video game, yeah. you kind of you're like, well, I do know that. Yeah, that's. 
I know Prince Zizor is and all that shit. <laughs> but um, no, I, I I dug it. I mean, what did you like it? Like, because you never watched the show, but you said you followed along. But did you enjoy the show? I mean, I liked it, I, but I'm I'm kind of liking it on a on a level of I need something to watch. I, okay. I, there's nothing on TV. This is some Star Wars stuff on Disney. But what it is, I like it. Like I said, I'm not. So, I'm, I know it's a whole bunch of Easter eggs flew over my head. I'm cool yeah. with that. I'm learning these characters for the first time. Cool with that. Like I said, I'm mainly watching because Rosario Dawson. So, so, so you didn't yeah. bust the nut when Chopper showed up on screen and. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they kept saying his name over and over and over and over again. Chopper, 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 chopper. Look, yeah. he must be a thing. That's all. That's yeah, all I he's, know. So. He's like the the astromech droid chopper. Well, mm-hmm. he's C one one O P. So C one one. That looks like an H zero P. So it's Chop for short. It looks like Chop, but then they they call him Chopper. They call him Chopper. Um, okay. And actually, this isn't his first. This isn't his first live action appearance. He was in. Uh, Rogue One for a second. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he rolled by when. So all was the he in Rogue One up. first, or no? Rebels? He was on Rebels first, but Rebels first. You know, okay. um, but yeah, Rogue One did threw in a Rebels Easter egg, and in, in which showing Chopper. Okay, never caught um, that. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I like I said, I'm, I was a big fan. I'm not gonna break down Rebels and all the characters because I did that before when mm-hmm. the Ahsoka trailer dropped earlier this year. I'd like broke down all the characters and <laughs> told everybody who Ezra was and who Hera yeah. was and Sabine. Um, I thought An Sabine was great. hour-long review on a two-minute trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've already done that. Um, Sabine was cool. I was hoping she was going to throw on her helmet, but she didn't. I would have probably had a nerdgasm if she, because she's a Mandalorian. She seems um, to be the most interesting character so far. and But yeah. I feel like the show was trying to make her the most interesting character. And Well, they have she's a Mandalorian. She was the one who brought back the Darksaber. You know? Oh, okay. So she and she's badass. She's actually a badass character. Um, kicks a lot of ass. Um, well, she's Mando. She's Mando. Um, her family is like a, a is part of some royal Mandalorian clan and shit. So she's had a lot of family drama. She was actually in the Imperial army for a while and was developing weapons of mass destruction for the, for the empire before she defected. Um, Again, this is all in rebels. (laughs) (laughs) And it was established that she may be force sensitive. She did train how to use a lightsaber with Kanan. Yeah. Kanan was on the show. I won't spoil. I won't say any spoils because spoilers, because rebels is awesome. And I think I, I highly recommend people watch rebels it is some of the coolest Star Wars wait, wait, shit who, ever. Who, who is who is Kanan? Kanan was a, a a Jedi who escaped Order sixty six as a kid. Oh, okay. So he never he never finished his training, but he always kind of sort of used the Force to get by, mm-hmm. um, and then joined the Ghost Crew. Joined the Ghost Crew, which is the the Rebels on the show, and they were like a bunch of out. They were like Firefly, you know. They were like a bunch of outlaws doing crimes throughout the galaxy and then they start reluctantly sucked into the the civil war the rebel joining the rebel alliance they first start out just kind of robbing shit and selling shit and that's where they meet ezra ezra is a force sensitive kid who meets up with the shit that's pretty much rebels pretty much follows ezra he's like the main character he starts out as like this orphan 
on uh, on this on planet Lothal and joins up with this crew of outlaws and then eventually joins the Rebel Alliance. That's kind of what Rebels is, the show. And um, and Kanan begins training Ezra because Ezra is a force sensitive kid. And then it was suggested that Sabine may be force sensitive. And obviously they're picking up on it now because in the show, the Ahsoka show, Ahsoka is going to finish her training. But she knows right, how to she, use the light. Yeah, she knows how to lightsaber fight. Like she was using the dark saber. Does she? Because she know? got an ass kicked. Yeah. Well, she probably never finished her training, but she did know how to use the dark saber, which is when when Mando happened and Mando couldn't lift the dark saber. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like <laughs> Sabine was like 19 years old and kicking ass with the lights with the dark. Why, why can't this dude lift the light? I don't know. I was, so I'm not gonna start bitching about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this show is going to this is Filoni's bread and butter this is where he shines These are, this is his baby all these characters are his creation Dave Filoni he's the one who created Clone Wars he's the one who created Rebels he's the, he was the one who created Ahsoka and he really understands like the, the, like the Jedi lore and the nature of the force and the main themes of, of what Star Wars is about and understands that Skywalker legacy. So he really understands that. And that's why those shows are so great. So I think this is probably going to be one of the better shows out of all these live action Star Wars series, because this is his shit. You know what I mean? This is his baby. You know, he's finally getting to do this in live action. So I've always kind of had high hopes for the Ahsoka show. Because it's Filoni doing doing what he does best, you know. This is where he shines. Um, whereas like Mando and Book of Boba Fett, you know, he doesn't do the crime underworld noir shit as good. Right. They should have got like Garth Ennis or Ed like, Brubaker or Ed <laughs> Brubaker to write them shits. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> or like Michael Mann or some like somebody who does crime movies. Yeah, Miami like, Vice in space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you know, like to do Mando and Boba Fett shit, you know, <laughs> you know. But um, but yeah, I I I I have high hopes for the show. I thought the first two episodes were awesome. I I watched them. I rewatched it twice now. Um, it is like a ninety minute movie. These two episodes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like could have put it in the theaters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so how many episodes is, is it? Did they did they say? Is it eight? Is it eight? Wow. Okay. Eight. Is it eight or ten? I don't know. I think it's only eight. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're going to like, this is what he's working towards too, because they've announced that Filoni's going to make a live action uh, Star Wars movie yeah, involving all these characters, involving Ahsoka and Mando, Mando and all that shit. And, you know, That's yeah. what he's building towards. That's what all these shows are building towards, you know? So I doubt... Um, I doubt this show is going to like take a detour and we're going to have a, I doubt we're going to see like a Boba Fett episode in, in a <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Just, just be random as hell. <laughs> yeah. Like all of a sudden we're going to like, okay, this week it's all going to be about, you know, Boba Fett doing whatever. No, I think this is going to follow. His well, I mean, the thing story. is like, we keep complaining about what he's been doing, but everything he's been doing, it seemed like he's been building up to this. So Yeah. This yeah. is going to be, yeah, this is probably going to be the better of all the series. Because mm-hmm. I, I, to tell you the truth, I've, 
you know, some of the series are okay. I, I, you know, I thought Obi-Wan was fine. I just think they're fine. You know, Obi-Wan was fine. Boba Fett, I was a little disappointed in. Mando's been fine for what it is. I was a little disappointed in the last season, but I mean, they're fine, you know. I, I, but watching this, Andor, I enjoyed, but, but on a, like a different level, on a on a on a on an intellectual. Level. <laughs> Star Wars for adults. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, it made me feel smart. Andor made me feel <laughs> smart as a Star Wars nerd. <laughs> but uh, but I loved this. Like I was pretty much blown away. I haven't felt this way since Luke kicked ass on the season finale of Mando season two. Right. You know? <laughs> like I was like pretty much giddy watching this these two episodes i i had i had a blast you know and i don't i haven't felt that way about a lot of these shows you know so or like when boba fett did the sonic charges in that one episode of mando when right. flying away and <laughs> like that shit was dope you know um so there's moments where i have like i like i feel like a kid again but i was pretty much that whole feeling was during these whole these two episodes so yeah i dug it i i, I dug it but i'm biased and I, you know, so yeah, it doesn't I mean, really you're matter. Because you're seeing all the things, the Easter eggs, you yeah. know, and, and they're gearing it towards you. They want, you know, fans yeah. like you to find the stuff. So yeah, I think if you if you're a fan of Rebels, yeah, you're gonna dig it. You're gonna you're gonna get the Easter eggs. You're gonna you're gonna you know, you know, uh, you know, get the you you have an emotional attachment to these yeah. characters. You know, you know what they've been through, and they've been through a lot. So. Seeing, yeah, they're, they're, you know, watching Sabine look at that mural and, you know, like, you know, some characters are, are no longer, uh, you know, around, you know what I mean? You, you, there was some feel, I was getting some feels, you know what I mean? Um, but like I said, I, I, I'm a fan of, of that show and, you know, um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm biased. So yeah, I, I dug on it. Um, it sounds like you dug on it just fine as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a show. I mean, <clears throat> like I said, I'm not emotionally invested in anything like that. It's a show. I'm watching it. Like I said, as long as you got a, a Rosario Dawson in it, I'm good. There's lightsaber <laughs> fights, Star Wars music. I'm good. So <laughs> uh, I'm not like locked in like, oh, I got to say it. No, I mean, may, but maybe I will be by the end of the show. End. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm giving it, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that maybe the show will suck me in like, okay, I need to be here. Like I said, you said Dave Filoni is the, the heir apparent or whatever you want to call him, you yeah, know, the chosen yeah. one, you know. So I'm like, okay, get me, grip me with this right now. Don't have me at the end of the show after it's all said, like, it's fine. It's okay. I don't I don't <laughs> want this to be just fine, you know. Yeah. But if it is, it is. So yeah. Um, and that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, uh, you know, because like the track record for these shows, these live action Star Wars shows for me. Evan, yeah, they're okay. They're cool. You know, I watch them to watch them, and they're okay. Um, uh, but this one, I really dug. Like, you know, like I said, yeah, I, I haven't felt giddy about this since, like, yeah, since Luke whooped ass on that one episode. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm stoked. I mean, we don't have to do. We, I mean, do we, oh, do we want to review every week or? Well, I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's up to you. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I don't know. <laughs> like um, I say, if something happens that needs to be reviewed, then I'll jump. In. I'm like I said, I'm I'm gonna watch every episode. I'm gonna watch them all because, like I said, I yeah. have nothing else to watch. So Tuesday night, sure, I'll watch it. 
Yeah. 30 minutes, 50 like minutes, maybe, minutes. Yeah, because I like I know you wanted me to go on and on and on, but I I, I mean I I, I no, you you did. You you yeah. met the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay cool. Okay. Yeah. All right, Ahsoka, thumbs up, yeah. Go watch Rebels, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So like I said, I feel like that's enough time. I'm gonna briefly talk about video game video game shit, then we're gonna move on from there. I think you gave me just enough time so I could do that. So okay. I appreciate you. All right, so thing we're going to talk about now is, uh, yeah, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, we're going to talk about Nicki Minaj for a second. Reason we're going to talk about Nicki Minaj because she has just been announced that she is a new playable character in Call of Duty. So that's cool. You know, of course, the fans are reacting exactly how you expect to react. You know, keep in mind, this is not the first time they've done stuff like this, celebrity stuff like that. I think Snoop Dogg was in there last year. So, yeah. But the thing is, Fans should just be happy. And plus, Call of Duty isn't like the most realistic thing anyway. It's, they have zombies in this shit. I mean, but you what can, happened is. You can hold on to a bazooka, a sniper rifle, a thousand, like a thousand guns in one. <laughs> right. But, but this is unrealistic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but they yeah. got to understand what they're doing. All they're doing, all Call of Duty is doing is trying to getting ahead of Fortnite. This is a Fortnite shit right here. That's all it is. So, I yeah, right so. now, Call of Duty is putting in realistic celebrities in there. Yeah, we got Nicki Minaj and Snoop Dogg and whoever the fuck in there. It's only a matter of time before you get the Ninja Turtles or SpongeBob or some shit in there. They were playing in Call of Duty. Well, because the, the, the Godzilla Kong last year or whatever. And like, was that Call of Duty? Were, that was yeah, Call of Duty. It? Yeah. Where they, you, you saw them in the background. I don't know why, but I guess they were fighting in the background. Wait, I never it? played it, but. Yeah, that was Call of Duty. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. Because, oh, was that Battlefield? I can't remember. I can't remember I what game it was. But one, right, of them, one of them shooting games. One, yeah. one of them shooting games that was with call, uh, Godzilla. You can fight Godzilla. You can't beat him. You can't get him. You get too close to him, he would kill you. So I, I don't know the point of that. Yeah, <laughs> just, I think they were just fighting in the background. They were just fighting in the background and Godzilla was stomping. But you could get fuck, close enough to him. Yeah, you could get fucked up by shit that they're breaking or something. I don't. I never played it, but you know. Yeah, I never played it. I can't even. I don't even know if it called. It might have been something else other than Call of Duty, but whatever it was, I, I remember that. So yeah. All right. Now, next thing I'm talking about more video game news. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about the PlayStation Portal. Uh, Eli, have you heard about this new thing that they have coming out? I've I've heard rumbling. Okay, I'm gonna just break down what the PlayStation Portal is. The PlayStation Portal is this this ugly piece of shit right here. Now, I do want everybody to know. <laughs> <laughs> that looks better than the switch come on ah uh, that's how to get you that's how to get you that's how to get you <laughs> i'm not gonna is, get it but like come on like <laughs> i'll just say it's not gonna it, i know you're not gonna get it but at the same time it's got people thinking that they get this they're getting a switch or they're getting a psp or they're getting a vita this is not that it is nothing like that all it is is a screen you're using to remote play from your ps5 that's all it is it doesn't do anything else it doesn't store games you can't uh, play games from it. You can't even play cloud games from it. It just stores from a PS5. That is it. There is no purpose of getting this thing. And it's $200. So, yeah. Do you have to be close to your PS5 to use it? Now, that I don't know. I would hope not because that would be dumb <laughs> as hell. <laughs> so, like, well, wait so, a so hopefully, I got to take yeah. a shit. I'm going to play it. Yeah, is that what it's well, let me be move for? the PlayStation into the bathroom? So I can play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so hopefully they'll have it fixed where you don't have to be there. Hopefully it'll be over like networking, where you know you can be in Japan or some shit. And you can have your PlayStation on and you know wherever but it you is. Can't you still play, play cloud games? No, that's the dumb shit about. It. That's what I'm saying. That... 
right that's dumb as hell now here's the thing this isn't even an original thing this is just sony trying to capitalize on other shit because the thing is what if i told everybody that some shit like this already exists it's the backbone now it's not made by sony not made by xbox it's made by like a third-party company and what it is you can put a controller on your phone your cell phone they make one for Android. They make one for iPhone. You just put it on your phone and just play it like that. I wish I had another version where I could show you. Let's see. So that's all that is. So Sony is just trying to get in on it by having their own ugly-looking piece of shit thing right now. They're thinking that they can do it. But the thing is, you get the backbone, which does a lot more than just that. Because the backbone can play on any system. So you can download. See, the PlayStation Portal only does PlayStation. But you can get the Steam Link, you can get the uh, Backbone, get the, and you can download the Steam Link app, Xbox Live app, PlayStation app, probably some more apps on GOG, NVIDIA. You can do all this stuff right there with like a know, regular like, tablet. So, yeah, so I'm like, I'm trying to think, like, if you could access your console, right? Right. And you have a bunch, but you, and your console has access to the cloud. Right. Why wouldn't you be able to play your games on no, well, you're just, just remote like... playing. You're just remote playing. So you're just remote playing from your PlayStation. But if they had like cloud gaming, you can't do that with this thing they just made. But if you had like a tablet, an iPad or an Android, you download like Xbox Game Pass and you have the description, you can do that. You can know, download like... and play it like that. So I'm having this don't make no sense. <laughs> it's, it's a piece of shit Swissman. For instance, like I said, I game on my iPad. And I stream from the uh from my computer. Matter of fact, I'm gonna just show you an example right now. This is what we were doing earlier. So uh this is what I do. Like I said, I download the game. Let me see if I can rewind that. That's your that's your iPad or that's your that's my that's iPad. Your, that's my that's iPad. You? I should have cleaned the screen, but that, and that's me with a dual shot controller. That's me doing all those things right there. Not the Gordon like Garcia one. <laughs> you the Gordon. No, no, no. This is this is dual. This is a uh, premium shit right here. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but like I said, I, I'm on Steam. I got all my Steam games on there. I'm streaming from my iPad to my computer, and I'm playing Spider Man right now. Like I said, I got a whole bunch of games. Let me see if I can just speed this shit up. Let me see. Go skip. Okay. Uh, like I said, it's loading up now. This is what the PlayStation wants to sell you on some shit that I can already do with my iPad and I and I can play this over networks like I said I've done it plenty of times where I've been at home in Jackson and I've gone to Vicksburg and I have been able to play just this just like that with no problem okay. so yeah and like I said I can do this with all of my same games I can download the Xbox Live app I'm, I'm playing with one hand that's why I can't really like do some cool shit but you get <laughs> you get the point you know <laughs> uh because I was filming the other one with my cell phone but yeah oh, okay. but that's the whole point we're doing right there so don't buy that don't fall for the okie doke i know it's gonna be the biggest thing they're gonna sell during christmas because they're trying to get in on whatever it's doing but don't buy this thing that's all i'm saying so <laughs> nobody's gonna listen to me everybody's gonna do what they want to do but i'm just letting you know ahead of time so that being said you can move on next part podcast is our play our playstation fives like available yet Oh, they are. They are. You can go to any store right now. You can get them now. So they're finally available after three you years. You can finally find them and shit. Yeah, you can just walk <laughs> in the store. You just grab them. They're, they're good to go. So, yeah. It took us three years to get there, but we're here. So, <laughs> And they're still 500 bucks. And they're still 500 bucks. So when they get cheaper, then I decide to get one. But I'm not buying one of those shits for 500 bucks. And it came out three years ago. No, I'm not doing that. So, no. uh-uh. All right. Let me say we're with the podcast. Like I said, it's comic bullies. We're talking about comic books. 
Miguel Fatua and Eli, what is the first book you got? Oh. Luckily, this so. week we didn't read the same thing. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I did read some stuff. Yeah. But um. But uh, where the fuck is it? Wait, stop sharing. Mm-hmm. What didn't I do? You you stop sharing because you were sharing. Oh, it didn't it show. You you stop sharing. <laughs> oh, was it up? I didn't see it up. Yeah, it was. There. I didn't see it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There we go. There you go. There we okay. go. Um, I did read some shit, but I thought I thought I might I thought I might have you would have read them too. So that's why. Well, we'll see, we'll see, because you might have read the same shit I read. Yeah, um, but for now, I'll do Daredevil and Echo, issue four. This is the finale. This is where Daredevil and Echo are fighting Demigoblin, who has been trying to who's been kidnapping kids with powers and opening a portal to evil places and um it, as it turns out an old ancestor of matt murdoch back in the 1800s teamed up with an old ancestor of echo how and, convenient um, yeah and uh, even though echoes uh what is echo cheyenne or something mm-hmm. she's like not which are from like Wyoming and shit. <laughs> right. Why is she? Why is she in Mohawk territory? And did what, whatever. Not know that? It's, or, oh. it's comics. Well, who gives a shit, right? <laughs> She's got feathers, and that's all that matters. Yeah, no. he wrote this shit on the way over to Marvel. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Like backstage at a show. And shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Uh. So yeah, her. They and this is back. Um. Like. Like. Yeah. Matt Murdock's ancestor, great great grandfather, whatever, was part of the, the Dead Rabbits street gang and like in gangs in New York and shit. Um, and they were dealing with like the same thing. So that we 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 go back and forth between gangs in New York shit in 1800s to modern day uh, Echo and Daredevil solving, trying to you know find these missing superpower kids. Um, they finally. Uh, Find find them. Demo Demi Goblin is trying to do this ritual. The ritual calls for Daredevil, someone to sacrifice themselves to close the portal, and Daredevil, you know, decides to sacrifice himself. Um, this issue picks up where he's in the afterworld, and he or the afterlife, whatever afterworld. Is that from? <laughs> is that from uh, Let's Go Crazy Prince? No, yeah. Afterlife. Afterlife? Is it afterlife? Yeah. What does he say? Uh, Whatever. Anyways, the afterlife. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Matt Murdock meets his his uh his ancestor in the afterlife, and they end up fighting this like Cthulhu demon monster. Meanwhile, back in like you know the land of the living or whatever, Echo and Ghost Rider uh, are fighting Demogoblin and shit. Um, uh, at some point, uh, uh. In the afterlife, Daredevil like kills the kills the demon and takes the egg. There's like this magic egg inside the monster, and he crushes it, and you know, and that basically gives back gives him back his life or whatever, and he comes back to life. And they kick Demogoblin's ass and close the portal, and you know, everybody lives happily ever after. So that's basically what happens. It's the big finale, the big climactic battle. Everybody beats, you know, the good guys beat the bad guys and all, you know, all that shit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I'll give it a 3.5 out of 5. It got a little, I really dug on the flashbacks. I like that Gangs of New York flashback shit. 
that was a lot of fun. Um, the, the, the modern day stuff was a little campy and kind of corny at times, but, uh, um, you know, I think this is a, an else world that I, I mean, obviously it's not in con they kind of referenced the shit that daredevil went through with Electra and all that shit in the main yeah. daredevil. I mean, they, they, this might've been like, uh, before that happened. Cause we don't know a timetable on a lot of this stuff. When they yeah. Stuff. Um, and you know, the whole chip Sadarsky thing that kind of make references to that. But, um, I think this is just a, a standalone story. Um, that was fine. It was fine. It was nothing, you know, great. You know, it didn't blow me away. Um, as far as Echo, her portrayal, a native character in comics, she was, she's getting better. Um, she's not just, you know, at first she was just basically a ch another chick that Matt could bang, you know, <laughs> you know, just another, ver another Electra basically. Um, yeah. I mean, she's been an Avenger at this point, you know. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, and she had the the uh, the Phoenix Force at one point, and Ronan and all that. Mm. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was fine. Oh, so they clarify in this issue. Remember a couple issues ago, I I, I made a comment because uh, Echo's deaf; she mm -hmm. reads lips, and I was like, "How the fuck does she know what?" ghostwriter saying because he's gotten a little <laughs> right <laughs> you know so they clarified in this issue he basically spells out the words in, in hellfire in flames <laughs> so, what okay yeah, he basically puts up hellfire subtitles for her to read <laughs> okay uh i, I like <laughs> our explanation last week better I don't like know, maybe your thoughts or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just in her head or some shit. You know, that would have made no, more he, sense. I think. I think they were overthinking it. Uh, Table was overthinking <laughs> it when he made that shit. He even said, "I know you can't read my lips, Echo, so I have to spell it out for you, or whatever." And he just <laughs> put some flaming fire letters <laughs> up here. In the it could just it's in his head or whatever, or <laughs> I don't know. It's I, I. I guess I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> but anyways, I'll give it a 3.5 out of five. As a whole series, it's it's fine. Like I said, the I was more into the flashback stuff. That stuff was really interesting. The the modern day, you know, Echo and Daredevil shit was just kind of campy, you know, a little campy and you know. I like I like my Daredevil street Daredevil shit a little more with edge, I guess. You know? Right. So I don't know. We'll, we'll yeah. see how, how it goes from there. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. now I gotta. I gotta share my stuff. Okay. So next. Well, first book. First book we want to do is let's go ahead and get Night Terrors out the way. Night Terrors four. Oh damn, Night Terrors. It's still we're, going we're, on. we're running. We're running through it. They have, I realize they've been dropping them every week. So yeah. Let me see. Is that one? That is not one. <laughs> oh, let me see if I get this thing shared up, queued up, as they say. Uh, yeah. So if people haven't kept up with the book, basically. Dead man running around in Batman's body. He's resurrected Sandman from the dead. They're fighting this villain that can't sleep called Insomniac. And he's put everybody, the entire world, to sleep because he's looking for something called the Nightmare Stone, which they found last issue. And they're going to use the Nightmare Stone to end uh, insomnia once and for all. That's kind of what's going on right now. Uh, did I pick the right one? I don't think I picked the right one. Is that it? Let's go with that. Let's pretend like that's it. Okay, so... Here we go. Night Terror number four. 
so the book starts off with a uh, dead man doing his old oh hi i didn't notice you there you know he does it at every every beginning of every book does like a little soliloquy stuff like that and but he wants to say that i want you to i'm reading a, a dead man book but why don't you read uh check out my horror story because he wants you to know that this is a uh not a superhero story it's a horror story because he said in a horror story there are no winners only survivors and that's when we get to the outline and this is arkham tower and it's been taken over by demons and stuff like that and they find out that insomnia's real body his human body is still in the arkham tower and they're going there to stop all this shit so they're going to walk in the arkham tower tower with the nightmare stone but they're basically telling him that okay you walk in there you're walking into his lair he's going to be the strongest they walk in arkham tower and all of a sudden there's no demons no pus or anything like that it's just clear no mucus just clear so they already realized that okay he's in our mind but let's keep walking up there they go up the stairs they keep walking damon's getting tired and that's when uh dead man turns around and says son i'm proud of you he like what you're like oh yeah this is me i'm i'm batman dead man already jumped out of my body and went ahead to go fight in somebody by himself he didn't want us to get involved so let's just get out of here let's Go be father and son. Let's go fishing. I'll go buy you a beer. You know. And Damon just like, bam, stabs him in the head. You're not my dad. <laughs> and then he's like, but I could be. <laughs> so he, and then that's when Sam is like, Damien, wake up. You're like, uh-oh. You're like, Damon just uh went to sleep. He he nodded off for a second. And as soon as he nodded off, he almost got trapped in the nightmare world. So you got you gotta stay awake. You gotta keep fighting. So, and that's when they keep walking past, and right when they get then they find inside his room but right before dead batman walks into the room his ex-girlfriend shows up dove from hawking dove i didn't know they were a thing i guess they were a thing you know she's like okay. why don't you come to the land of the dead with me dead man all insomnia wants to do is kill everybody on the planet and you're already dead so if everybody's dead won't you be with us we'll all be together you're like you're like maybe i want that maybe i don't but I'm gonna walk past us. So he walks in, they find insomnia's body, and it's like I said, it's got all the mucus and all this stuff like that. And they're just like, okay, let's pull the nightmare stone and let's let's get to work. So that's when Dead Man pulls out the nightmare stone and he hops out of Batman's body, but he's still holding the nightmare stone in his in his hand, even though he's a ghost. But it's magic, who cares? Nightmare magic. He jumps in the insomnia's body and he's like, We're gonna have this final showdown. So he goes in there. And he realizes this one memory that Insomnia has been holding back from. This is Insomnia's origin right here. So we're in Gotham City years ago. And it turns out he's like a big Justice League fan. He's like, hey, honey, I'm home. And his family is about, yeah, so he's got a family or had a family. <laughs> and they're also just League family members also. And he's basically saying, the reason I came home early because my job let us off early because they want us to evacuate the city because the Just League is in some big-ass fight with these, these bad guys. But we're not going to go anywhere because the Just League always saves everybody, so it's no reason for us to leave. And that exact moment, their building gets destroyed. <laughs> everybody dies in the building because the Just League was having this big-ass fight and they the bad guys blew them up. He survived, but of course, everybody in his family is dead. So like, oh shit, so... From then on, he became a serial killer to just start killing people and shit like that. But he can't go to sleep because anytime he goes to sleep, he has nightmares of this scene. So that's why they called him insomnia. And that's why they locked him up in Arkham Asylum. Uh, and so so he can't so he can't go back to sleep. But that's what he's saying. 
uh, this is the one dream that I didn't want you to know about me, Dead Man. The one nightmare. And Dead Man's like, okay, that's cool insomnia, but now I'm here. And the reason what happened is that the Just League were fighting the the Dark Knights, the metal Dark Knights, the evil Batman and shit. So he's like, okay, oh. so the Just League, all they're doing is just fighting themselves at this point. They're creating the, their own mess. And meanwhile, we're getting caught in the crossfire. Like fa- my family getting cross- caught in the crossfire because of the stupid shit Just League is doing. And that's what Dead Man is like, yeah, that's cool, but I still got to put you down. He's like, no, you're not going to put me down. Everything you've been doing up to this point, Dead Man, is because I wanted you to do it. I wanted you to go down there and get the Nightmare Stone. I left the clues out to you if you get the Nightmare Stone. So you can be right here at this point right here to give me the Nightmare Stone. You've been based, I've been playing chess with you the whole time. And and this we realized, no, but you can't have the Nightmare Stone. You're like, oh, yes, I can. Because you know the rules. If you die in a dream, you die in real life. And that's when he slits his own throat. And something is dead. <laughs> he just killed himself. So when he died... Uh, and the Nightmare Stone is in his body right now. All this shit just spews out of him. This nightmare shit just spews out of him. And, and Damien just goes, what the fuck is happening? You know. And that's when we cut the dead man in the soliloquy. Like, great question, Robin. That's why you're the, the son of the world's greatest detective. <laughs> uh, and then he goes back to it and realizes that everything he's been doing, he's basically been Nightmare's pawn. And now, everybody's woke now. Everybody's woken back up. But the nightmares are still going because since insomnia has a nightmare stone, the nightmares are real. And he just used to just tear apart the world right now. And that's when he sees Damien. He's like, Damien, what the hell going on? He's like, uh, we screwed up. We actually gave the dude exactly what he was looking for. Gave the nightmare stone. And now he can make his nightmares reality. And he's going to use that to torment everybody. So he's got like nightmare demons eating people and shit. He's got Dead Man and Sandman strapped to the Hall of Justice. So, uh, yeah. And meanwhile, they look out there, and he like, I want to show the just, I want to show the world who the Justice League really are. And now he's made his nightmare Justice League with Demon Superman and Demon Woman, Woman, and a Batman with a gun forehead. Why? I don't know. That's <laughs> oh yeah, that that was that was that one. Um... That one art that I saw that that, that pick is going viral. That pick is going viral. People don't know what yeah. it means, but that's that's what it means. So yeah, so it's a nightmare Justice League. So yeah, that's okay. Cool. This one didn't get me too much, but at the same time, I think this was filler because the next book is the last book. We're we're finally done with the whatever this is. Okay. Yeah. So did you watch uh, the new Harley episode? I did. Week? Well, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember what happened. What happened? So they, they went, went, they went, went into in, the future. They went in time. They went in, the, in future, the future. And they, was that Damien? They just said Robin. Oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was Damien. They, what they did to Damien was fucked up. <laughs> had like some like 50 year old gamer or some He's shit. He's all just fat like, and shit. Right. Balding and shit. Like, damn. Yeah. He tried to like stand that. up. His oh, pins and needles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like they did. Right. Uh, they did me so wrong on that. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, what, what you got next? Um, I guess I'll do Earth Divers number nine. Earth Divers number nine. Cool. All right. So this is uh, written by Stephen Graham Jones, uh, indigenous horror author, and this is his uh, comic book on IDW, 
about time traveling Native Americans. So in the future, the earth is dead. Uh, everybody, all the humans like took off into space to go terraform other planets to fuck up. The natives stayed. Um, and they find a, a portal, a time portal inside a cave. And they basically go back in time to try to change history. The first arc was about them killing Columbus, you know, try to kill Columbus to stop colonization. That didn't work. This, this new story arc is about the Ice Age. A woman goes back. Her kids go through the portal. She goes to try and find them. She ends up in the Ice Age, um, you know, 10,000 years ago and finds, you know, a native tribe here. And they're at war with the Salutrians, which were European, like, prehistoric people who came across the frozen Atlantic and started shit on the Western Hemisphere continent we now know as America which basically, you know, debunks the, uh, the myth that Native Americans came over from Asia across the Brain and Bering Strait. Um, so she's been, like, helping the Natives fight these invaders, um, uh, you know, fighting saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoths and shit. Uh, last issue, she gets a cold, and she spits in the, in the, in the, in the Salutrian stew because they know that they probably haven't had those don't have any immunity to her modern day illnesses. Well, they do end up getting sick in this issue. Um, some of them die, but also the native tribe, the native tribe, the people that are around her from being in contact her, they get sick too. Um, they also try to kidnap her and basically sail her back across the Atlantic, you know, like what they do, like, you know, human trafficking. You know right. what they did to natives. They did, they, you know, they took native slaves and brought them over to Europe and brought them over across the other way um, when they first got here. Uh, so that's what they're doing. She, they're like, she's on the boat, but then they get attacked by a giant ass shark, like a megalodon or whatever. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you guys don't know how to swim yet. And she ends up drowning the one, the, the, the one guy. So the shark gets him and she swims to safety and shit. <laughs> but she figures out that the bread that they, they like the tribe was making like a bread um, and it starts to get moldy. And she figures out that mold is what like aspirin's made out of, you know, mm. you know, Tylenol okay. and shit. Aspirin's comes from mold. So she concocts, she takes the bread mold and gives it to the, 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 the natives that to, to, you know, help them get, you know, get over their sickness and shit. And um, then it's, it's kind of weird it's, uh, where they talk about how they're going to start talking. She, she, I, I don't know if she imagines it or it actually happens, but they start talking about how this tribe is going to, like, tell stories about her, write songs about her, how this woman came from the snow and, you know, saved them and helped them beat these invaders and brought them medicine for sicknesses and blah, 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 blah like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where it ends. It says to be continued. But, uh, again, I think... The, this writer, he's a not he, he he's a novelist. He writes novels. You know, making that transition to comics, it's a little jarring at times. I think he tries to cram a lot into a single issue. Right. Instead There's of just letting of, this, you know, instead of letting the panels tell the story. Yeah, I think he's trying to cram a lot. It gets a little convoluted at times. Like, there's a lot happens in this issue. You know, from them getting sick to them to. You know, the, the, the shark attack on the water to then coming back and then, you know, you know, making the mold medicine and then this whole ending where she's 
imagining them telling stories or whatever. Uh, yeah, a lot happens, and it's a little, it gets a little jarring a bit. So that's about uh, the only critique I have. But I still dig the concept, the concept that, you know, that indigenous people were on this continent 10,000 years before the so-called Bering Strait theory is just a bold statement. So, yeah. so, so learn it from it a comic a, book. So, yeah. Yeah, 3.5 <laughs> out of 5. Nice. Okay. Okay. All right. So next book I'm going to do is did I already get? I think I got. Oh, here we go. Uh, Black Panther number three. Black Panther number three. Yep. Nobody's buying it. So it's like if you look on the comic side, it's like way down. I didn't even see it. Yeah, it's it's way down there. (laughs) I don't know if it's my app, but like every time, like every Wednesday when I get on there, I I see shit for the next week already. You know? Oh no, no, no. Oh, that- it does that. It does it. So you gotta go back. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a glitch. It's it's fucking up. Yeah. Yeah, I like click. Oh, that's out already. Oh, this will be available next. Oh shit. Yeah. So, yeah I'm like, they're showing you was next week stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? So it's like, yeah, I I didn't even see this. It didn't even pop yeah. up. On and, my but screen. like I was saying, like if even when you look on it and you go and you know where to look, it's like way down there. So because like I said, nobody's buying it. So. It's, it's yeah. a book. It's happening. But to get you caught up, what's going on right now, like I said, Black Panther is in a different city called Burning T'Chaka, which is on the out, 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 outskirts of Wakanda. It's like as far as you can get from Wakanda without leaving Wakanda. And he's basically their Batman, Daredevil, whatever, silent protector, you know, of the night doing a thing. And he's chasing down this chick that's basically his version of a Catwoman, but not Catwoman, but kind of Catwoman. Anyway, we're here. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. So, like I said, he busts in her room and she's just in a uh, towel. Of course, how convenient, you know. Uh, and he knows everything about it. He knows her name is Tina. He knows she prowls at night as Besa. He knows everything about her. Meanwhile, she's reaching for her, you know, her weapons and shit. And she's just like, uh, get out of my house before I kill you. Because she still thinks he's a cosplayer. So, she goes for him and tries to attack him. And right before you get there, he just... He does not move. The child does not move at all. He just like, what's going on with you? He's like, why didn't you move or try to disarm us like that? He was like, look, if I wanted to kick your ass, your ass would have been kicked by now. I didn't come here to kick your ass. I came here to ask you questions. That's all. And she was like, okay, well, fine. And she put a weapon down and just starts questions. She's basically trying to find out what's going on right now. The reason she's like going from, you know, breaking into places and stuff like that and stealing and stuff like that because there have been a series of kidnappings of the wealthy and powerful people in burn T'Chaka, or they call Biddy. Biddy is the name they call the city. So Biddy City is what they call it. So uh yeah, and she's basically saying that what's going on right now is that the five families have people getting kidnapped right now, but one of the five family members have nobody in their family has been touched right now. Baba Nikisu. Baba Nikisu. I'm just gonna call him Baba. Baba is the head main crime boss of Biddy. But they're saying he's so much of a crime boss, they don't even call him a crime boss. He's like the daimyo or the sovereign. He's like above that. He's damn near like what T'Challa is to Wakanda. He's like that to Biddy, you know. But like I said, anybody gets in his way, he takes him out. He has a generation of crime families. They just pass down from crime family to crime family. And he's the most ruthless dude. And it seems like he's taking out the competition. You know, he wants to be the main guy. He wants that anybody else to get them. So, and he's taking, and he's kidnapping members of their family. And so what the point is, is that she realizes that 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 one crime family, Baba, is becoming too powerful 
for the rest of the crime family. She can't have that. The crime, the five families have to have balance. But if it's not balance, it's going to throw everything off. Because it makes it easy for her to steal shit. So, and that's what, like, damn, okay. So, uh, so the child's just like, okay, so why don't we, you know, put our heads together and figure out some ways to do shit? She's like, okay, cool. But while she does that, she grabs her dagger one more time and throws it at him at his back to see what he does. And he catches it without even looking. And then when she realizes that, did that say Ewing? Oh, F one? Whatever. What? <laughs> uh, and she, and when he catches it, without looking she like wait a minute you're not a cosplayer you really are him she's like yeah i'm him but this doesn't matter right now let's team up together and try to and try to find out what's going on with the five families so that's how the book starts so the next well a couple days later we go to key market and basically what's going on right now is that there's news going on that the biggest wedding in this in wakanda is happening it's the wedding of the century like the wedding of the century what, what what are you talking about? You mean bigger than than Black Panther and Storm? And she like who? <laughs> like uh like they cool. I don't know those people. That's like Jay Z Beyonce. They might well be for me. No, these are like people homegrown from Biddy. They're right here. Oh, the dude washing dishes like that. That's the child. But he's in disguise. He's got like a hologram disguise that Shuri gave him, so nobody can tell. So that's his secret identity right now. His secret identity is Izzy. You know, so that way he can move around the city without anybody paying attention to him. So while they're doing that, uh, people walk up to him, and it's uh, these guys. These guys right here, they're basically mobsters. They're from one of the five families, and they walk up to him, and he reaches in his pocket, and Izzy, or T'Challa, grabs his arm, and he grabs his arm before he can reach out going on. He's like, wait, what the fuck? And he, like, he moves so fast, he didn't realize what was going on. He's standing there while like dudes waving guns and shit like that. But Izzy has to remember, like, oh, shit, I'm T'Challa. I could kick these guys' ass. But I gotta pretend like I can't keep these guys. Kind of like Clark Kent Superman. Like I can't I can't let them know how badass I am, you know. So he like, now let me just reach in my pocket slowly so he won't beat my ass. And he gives them a, a shopping list of food that the bride wants catered to them. She wants catering for the wedding. And she wants it done at seven o'clock today. They're like, well, I, I ain't got time to do uh to do all that. I'm like, well, you better make time. And they just leave. And, and he's like, oh, and have uh your bodyguard bring this shit too just in case some crazy shit happen so they go fix the food and they basically say okay when i fix the food and get everything ready you go take it to the wedding and let them know that we brought it so we can you know get free advertising like that so and that's the thing so basically talk to the team and they're basically having a conversation to child basically saying look i got away inside of the wedding and she's like i got away inside of the wedding too don't worry about how i got away in i got away in and she's having a flashback of what she did. So she's from Mahanda, which is the uh, the nearest city outside of Wakanda. So like burning Chitty, uh, burning T'Chaka and Mahanda right next to each other. And basically she's running from home. But while we look at the door, we see her family and you see like the Purple Risen. She's like, she's like this, like the gifted gymnastic gymnast and stuff like that. So that's how she knows how to do all her Catwoman Electra ninja shit, you know, because she you know, she said all her life for that. And we don't know what happened with her family, but she ran away from she ran away from home. We don't know what happened, but I'm pretty sure we'll find out later on. Uh meanwhile, we're at the wedding and we find out what's going on, and they're delivering the food, and it's going to the back. While they're delivering the food, he's gonna try to find a way to talk to Baba, the main guy. Uh and while that's going on, Natima is at the party also. She's just mingling, watching everything's going on, and then somebody crashed through the door. And who crashed through the door? 
Iflock. Yeah, so he's here. He crashed the wedding party, and he basically he's doing target acquire. He's centering in on certain people in there, and he just starts letting loose, just start blasting people. The team jumps over the thing. She's like, "Oh, yeah, Black Panther, you need to get your ass down here because this is a job for you. If you are not a, a cosplay and you the real deal, you need to handle this shit right now." While he shooting everybody else, so she's about to get in her costume, but before she even get there, the child's already there. He like. This guy's name is Deflock. Nobody in here has heard of Deflock, but he knows who he is. He's like, this is Deflock, and I'm here to take him down. Now, Deflock is all Wakanda teched out. So this is like the strongest version of Deflock we've ever seen before. Go make his Black Panther. And we got a dude already dead on the floor, so one of his targets already taken out. And to be continued. So, yeah. So, again, so, like, they keep to be continuing Deflock. Right, right, right. But we actually get a showdown right now. This I know Deflock's been in the background doing Deflock yeah. shit, but now we got him squaring off with with the child. So this is it. So this is this is my whole like vibe of this book right now. Everything I think about this book is going to rest on next issue because next issue has the cover of T'Challa and Deflock going at each other fighting. You got Black Panther versus a killer Black Cyborg. Give me that. I want to see what that see what that's like. So if that book sticks the landing, then this book gets passed. I'll promote it. I'm on board. I'm in that side. If they shit the bed and it's just some bullshit, I'm out. I'm dropping the book. So everything happens will depend on what happens next issue with this book. Yeah. What if what if they take the Naruto approach? What's the Naruto like, approach? Well, they just power they, up. They, and... they throw a punch every episode. Oh, like, and they think about it. I see an opening. <laughs> you know what? I actually might like that. I actually might, might go with it if I see that shit. <laughs> it, it Spike it. The <laughs> lesson that Master Yoshi or whatever taught me that one day. <laughs> this is for you. And then yeah, you put, believe it. <laughs> I put everything I have into this move. <laughs> uh, we, we'll see. All right, so all right, so what, what you got next? Uh, Ninja Turtles and Stranger Things number two. There we go, Ninja Turtles, Stranger Things. Okay, I so thought this book was the, further along than that. No, it's only number two. Yeah, that was I was um, like number two. Okay. Yeah, and we also got Ninja Turtles and Street Fighter going on. That's what it is because that's further along. Okay. Yeah, that's like number three or four now. So. Yeah. Okay. Wait, is uh, it? Okay. Something like that. Yeah, there's been a couple. At least two issues of Street Fighter Ninja Turtles, yeah. Okay. Um, so this is the IDW crossovers where you know we we get, you know they they do these fun crossovers: Batman and Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers and Godzilla. Where they do Terminator and Transformers. They've been doing all these. So now we have Ninja Turtles and Stranger Things. So on a field trip, the Stranger Things kids go to New York on a field trip. They team up with the Ninja Turtles and find out that the the Demogorgons, the monsters from the Upside Down on the Stranger Things show, they've been somehow there's a doorway open in New York. Um, they, they do some investigating. They find out that Baxter Stockman are making robot mouser Demogorgons. You know, the mousers, the little robot mouser things in the sewer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's making mouser robot Demogorgons. Um, so they all team up and go investigate stuff. Um, 
one team is in the subway. They find the they actually find the portal. That's where this picks up. This issue picks up. One team is in the subway and they find the portal and they start fighting Demogorgons and that's where we see them here. And then another team make it to Baxter Stockman's lab where they have Eleven, the, the psychic, you know, X-Men mutant girl from, uh, you know, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Baxter Stockman has her in like, you know, all like on a, in an experimental chamber trying to, you know, basically harness her powers and trying to tap into her psychic powers and shit so he can i think basically steal him or whatever um so there's like a mind battle going on between 11 and baxter stockman um you know and then Raphael and like dustin and a couple of the kids they go and storm storm the lab and shit start kicking ass and then back in the subway the kids are you know uh leonardo and i think michelangelo a few of them are fighting the demogorgon and then the the stranger kids things are like uh, the, the, the stranger kid, blah, blah, blah. stranger things kids are like <laughs> watching the battle. Things. Like they don't know what to do and shit. And like, you know, Lucas is like, Oh shit, I don't have any, I, I don't have my slingshot and they, they don't have any weapons. So the last panel, which I, I should have grabbed it. That was a better panel, but it didn't have the ninja drum. <laughs> but the last panel shows the stranger things kids, all holding like the Ninja Turtle weapons and they're ready to go help fight the Demogorgons. I thought that was pretty cool. So I'll give it a four out of five. This is a stupid fun, you know? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So next one I'm going to do, Eli, I think I'm going to take a bit and say, I think you read it. Okay. I'm going to think, I'm going to say you read it. I may may be wrong. I may be wrong, but I'm going to say, I think you read it. Okay. This one. I did read this. Aha! I knew it. I, I knew it. I did you read eat a cheeseburger next week. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> right. What the fuck did I bet? <laughs> All right. Yeah. So the, the book we're reviewing right now is Penguin Number One. And so, yeah, like I said, Joker has like a thousand solo books right now. Why not Penguin? Why not, why not give Penguin a, bird, a book? And Revenge is for the bird. Now, you want to know, okay, so you know what the Penguin is supposed to look like. Why doesn't this look like the Penguin? Now, if you've been reading the Batman book, Penguin had plastic surgery to change his appearance because he faked his death. And I do remember him faking his death and trying mm-hmm. to pin it on Batman. And trying I have to pin not on kept up with that. Is it Sadarsky? Sadarsky, yeah. Yeah, I have not kept up with that Batman. I but, haven't either. But but as far as what he did with Penguin, that's that. Well, some other shit happened with Penguin also. Like uh, his kids took over the Iceberg Lounge. And they tried to kill him when they found out he was still alive. So he ran out of well, no, they they ran him out of town. They were like, get okay. the fuck out of town, don't come back, and we won't come after you. So okay. So he's living in Metropolis now. So that's the penguin. So the book starts. Oh, and Tom King is writing this. You, now you let's, let's hold up. <laughs> I forgot about Tom King. Okay. Now you want to talk about, you know, the guy that's writing uh Earth Divers, a novelist, doesn't know when to quit. That's Tom King. Tom King is dead. But the thing with Tom King, whenever you get back, Tom King, you you feel it. You I know you felt it. I know. I was like thinking he was certain characters, like his style of writing just works. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know about the penguin though. I don't know. We're, we're, we're gonna get to it. Let, let's review. Yeah. Let's review. Let's talk about it. We're we jumping ahead of us. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. All right. So, like I said, we're at the the, the book starts off in the Gotham River with Penguin. 
I don't know. We're at the, the bat boat is sinking or the Batmobile sinking. I don't know what it is. Something's sinking with Batman <laughs> in it. Batman fucked up, got shot, has a, a bullet in his lungs, both his arms broken. How we got here, we don't. He's just saying, she beat us. She got to us already. We can't do anything. Uh, he can't lift any of his arms. And then he turns over and says, Oswald. And Penguin is in the passenger seat, also fucked up, but not as fucked up as Batman. Because <laughs> he's like, fuck you, Bruce. <laughs> you know, and he basically telling like Oswald, we got a way to get out of this. If you can just help me, like, no, I'm not helping you. I got enough of my problems. I don't need you to save me. I'm not saving you. We just gonna just go out the way we are. And the bat boat mobile plane wing like <laughs> stinks, whatever it is. <laughs> so that's it. Meanwhile, we go we fast forward, well, rewind to a year ago in Metropolis. So that's where we are right now. And he's talking to his haberdasher. I think I said it right. I think that's what it is. I might be saying it wrong. No, haberdasher is a hat, right? Where's the guy that does the thing? I Whatever it is. It, and honestly, by the end of this book, it won't even matter. Oh, uh, <laughs> he does some shit. He's his tailor. I'm, why am I using this fancy word and just saying his tailor? That's his tailor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look at the mirror. So, like I said, this is not the Oswald Copper Pot you're used to. That's the penguin you're used to. This is him, plastic surgery. But he, and he basically, and the tailor is telling him, uh, yeah, Mr. Cobb, you, you've lost weight. You looking slimmer, you're looking healthier. And then when he realized what he said, he like, oh, shit, I kind of fucked up. Maybe I shouldn't have said that he looks bitter. What does it mean? He looked uglier before, you know, because he's killed people for less, you know. But at the same time, Penguin just says, you know what? No, it's okay. Yeah, you, you said some fucked up shit, but you know what? I'm going to let it slide. You know why? Because revenge is for the birds. He just leaves. That's it. Got his suit. Just goes day. Get his newspaper. Sits in the van. Gets a hot dog. That's that normal boring bullshit. Feeds birds. Shit like that. Normal bullshit. Uh, but meanwhile, he doesn't know, or maybe he does know. I don't know. But he's under surveillance the entire time. By who? We will find out. So he walks to this guy, and his guy just bugs the shot at him. But this guy also works for the people that has him under surveillance and trying to like goad him and get him to throw a punch and get him to fight and shit like that. Just saying just nasty shit to him, but he won't budge. He's like, nah, you're right. I'm going to tell you. My bad. You know. And then the guy keeps yelling, just walks off and walks off while still cursing at him. And Penguin just leaves and that's it, you know. Uh, and then Penguin goes home. Uh, but his wife is uh, well, his fiance, his fiance is there. Rita Wells is her name. She's a veterinarian, works on birds like that, but she made it 15 minutes early. So Penguin was cooking for her, but like you made it 15 minutes early, so the food's not ready yet. And she's just looking at you like, well, what do we do to pass the time for the next 15 minutes? You're like, oh, I can think of something. And yeah, he takes her to pound town. So that was not an image I was expecting for a Penguin to like, you know, drill ass, but he did it. Matter of fact, he did it to the point she was just like, oh, Penguin, if he still smoked, I would love a cigarette right now. So all we know right now, this is some stuff that's laying in there that Penguin no longer smokes. He's that's all past him. He's like, nah, I don't do that before because and they still got that meal in the oven. They didn't eat now and shit. They they've been <laughs> fucking so much that they forgot. <laughs> no, because because it's burnt. The bird is burnt now. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. So like, Pig was going for round two. What the what the fuck? What are we reading, man? <laughs> so anyway. Uh, we're going to Blossoms. Blossom is the the flower shop that Penguin works at, and some asshole dude walks in and basically saying that his uh, he forgot his anniversary. 
His wife is pissed at him. So he's coming here to buy some flowers, but he want to buy some flowers that look expensive, but aren't expensive. And that's when Penguin says, well, rule of thumb is that you usually get before you pay for it. And that's when this asshole goes in this long thing about, oh, yeah, rule of thumb. You know where that came from, right? Like everybody says it, kids say it and shit like that. But it really came from a term when men used to beat their wives back in the day. That's where the term came from. Now, th- I didn't know this. I didn't know this was a thing or not. And maybe Tom King just pulled us out his ass. I don't know. But basically what he's saying is that uh, the rule of thumb came from when men wanted to beat the shit out their wives, but they didn't want to beat them too bad. So they would use a stick that was no bigger than their thumb. And that's where the rule of thumb came from, you know, and that's when the bird bites them. <laughs> you know, like, fuck you. He was like, oh, uh, well, maybe you should buy your wife some jewelry, you know, because what you really fucked up flowers, not going to do it. He was like, well, how about fuck you? <laughs> how about that for a rule of thumb? And then he walks out, leaves, cusses them out, all kind of shit. Uh, and that's when somebody else walks in and shoots his bird. And it turns out this is Spinoza. So apparently she's already a Batman character, like a reoccurring character. Uh, Riddler has shot an eye out last time she was in a book. So, and he was like, you kill my bird. You're like, come with me. So he arrests her. She arrests him and takes him. Who knows where? All we know is that Amanda Waller is there looking at him. And basically Spinoza is, he calls, she calls her Officer Beep. Actually, they don't call her Beep. She actually calls her something, but we don't see what it was. Uh, and she's like, may the wall never fall. And so basically they leave Penguin in there for a whole week in a room. They give him three meals a day and a bucket. That's it. And he just stuck there. He never tries to leave out. He never goes anywhere. He just stays there. And eventually uh, Spinoza comes in there and, and has a conversation with him. Basically tells him what's going down. Like, okay, look, I know you're off the scene. I know you're saying you're retiring all this bullshit like that. But you're going to go back to Gotham. You're going to take over your the iceberg lounge. You're going to take over your whole operation just like you did before by any means necessary. I don't care what your kids say. Kick their asses out of there. And if you don't do what we said you did, then we're going to put your fiance on charges. Now, even though we know your fiance didn't really do shit, we're going to find a judge that don't really care and put on charges anyway and probably put on death penalty. So those are your options. You either do what we say and you work for me or we put your wife in jail and you were in jail as well and penguin doesn't say anything and you're like so you got two choices you either leave out of here at the front door so it turns out the door that penguin has been in has been unlocked the entire time he actually could have left anytime he wanted they didn't they didn't lock the door oh and now even though he said he doesn't smoke again now he's smoking again letting you know that the penguin is back you know just the little hint right there uh and that's the thing is basically she basically the government wants to put their own crime boss in power, you know, like shit they always do. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're doing right now. So Penguin just gets up and leave and is basically saying like you either take an Uber or you can just walk back to your home. We have a guy down there that will give you an umbrella to walk back in your home with. So it turns out that and she's so happy what she just did. She decides to scream out fuck or something, whatever. So it's penguin shit. and or shit yeah. or balls, ball sack, whatever. But yeah. cock nobbler. <laughs> <laughs> but penguin is walking in the rain with an umbrella. Uh-oh. That's foreshadowing. So he walks back to his tailor and he's like, Hey, you, you ready for your new suit, Mr. Mr. Cobb? And he just beats him to death with his with his umbrella. <laughs> 
or I don't even know if he beats him. I don't even think he beats him. I think he just beats him. But he beats him just enough. And he looks at the, oh, and we're back to uh, Batman and Batman is sinking and maybe he killed Batman. I don't know. Is that guy dead? Yeah, that guy's dead. Yeah, Taylor's dead. Batman's dead. Penguin's dead. Everybody's dead. But he's looking at his umbrella and realizes his umbrella is smaller than his thumb. So it's cool for him to beat people to death with his umbrella. Because that's the rule of thumb. Mm -hmm. The end. So, yeah. (laughs) So, like I said, this... Tom King is putting all these $5 words in here to say the most simplest ass story. It's like, it's not a whole lot of shit that happened in this book, but it, it takes a long time to read this shit. Like, keep yeah. it simple, Tom King. Like I said, with Tom King, you just don't know what you're going to get with Tom King. You don't know if you're going to get I yeah. felt it dragged a bit. Yeah. yeah, that's what Tom King does, man. But it, it didn't have to drag. That's the point. Because the story is really simple. A lot of shit, he could have just carved this shit out. It didn't need all this explanation. We didn't hear him talk about the hot dog stand. I don't give a shit about Spinoza and why she doesn't curse anymore and all this shit like that. We didn't need all that. Yeah, and it's like, like I, three pages. Yeah, there was stuff that I obviously the stuff was going on in continuity that I wasn't aware of that, and that made it drag even more. Like, okay, I don't know what's happening, right? But you know, okay, and then at the end, okay, oh, they just want him to. They just want to put him back in power. Like you could have just okay. said that. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't need you all know. this shit. We didn't need him shitting and and whatever in a, in a in a bucket for a week. Just get to the and point. Why, and why? And what's going on with Batman? <laughs> oh yeah, Batman's dead for for some reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like, but that that's that that's that's another story. Don't worry about that story. That, like, don't yeah, worry about Batman dying. That, that, that's on issue fourteen. We'll find out. Yeah, like like what, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't even give a shit if Batman dies in this movie. <laughs> like fuck it, I don't care. This is shit. Because, uh, like, Tom King should have got to the point with the story, man. It's like, Tom King can be so good and so bad. At saying, he's the worst, best writer out there, man. I don't understand it. I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it's just like they, he gets paired with characters that just don't gel. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't care about a psychological profile of the penguin. I just want to see a, a mob <laughs> right. boss do some that's, shit. You know and what that's mean? all we want. That's what I thought I was getting. I, I thought it was going to be like mob. I thought it was going to be, I thought he was going to say, they every time I'm out, they pull me back in or some shit like that, you know. Yeah, some I, shit, yeah, you that's know? some get like I don't need like the Sopranos therapy sessions, you know what I mean? Like, right, but that's what Tom know? King wants to do. Yeah, so. he wants to put Penguin through a therapy session. I'm like, I don't, there, yeah, he wants to compare him to the other uh Gotham villains and how he has an inferiority complex and all yeah. this shit. I don't care, man. Or even if you do do that shit, do that shit in issue five or something like that. Don't start off the book with that shit. Yeah. Like, okay, I, put him back. He's a mob boss. You got to be him back. The, the government yeah. wants him back in power. Boom. There you go. That's why he's back in yeah. Gotham. Yeah, they give him they give him mercs or something. <laughs> like, right, yeah. something, anything. Yeah, Yeah. he's just, you know, and then he goes and takes out fucking Moroni or whatever. I don't know. Somebody, <laughs> do, do something. Yeah, yeah make it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 don't. I wasn't feeling it, yeah. That's why it, I didn't put it, it on but, the list. But it could have been. It's the it, thing. It's it's there. You it's see the, it. It's I, there. Especially after the Batman, the movie where I yes. loved. I love has that his version. own TV show coming out. That version of the Penguin was dope. You know, so just a mob used, boss. Yeah, right. Just a mob boss climbing his way up to the top of Gotham. Because, yeah. like, like I said, like I know a lot of people don't know shit about the Penguin. We know shit about the Penguin. Like the Penguin, like damn near runs the underworld. Like when he's at yeah. the top of his game, all this shit. 
So give us the Godfather with the penguin, you know. Yes. <laughs> oh man, it's it's simple, man. It's simple. Hell yeah. no, man. Yeah. So yeah, I picked this up thinking that's what I was gonna get. Right. But no, <laughs> another therapy session because it's Tom yeah. King. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. What's your score? <laughs> it's a three out of five, man. But I wanted it to be so much three? better, man. I'm gonna give it a three, three? out of five. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a three because this is this shit. There is shit in here I like, but you gotta sift through this Tom King bullshit to get to it. You gotta sift you through know. the writer, right? <laughs> the <guy who laughs> you gotta sift through the writer to get to the story. <laughs> you shouldn't have to do that. It's, <laughs> it's a good idea in here somewhere that the writer right. fucked up. Like. <laughs> the writer, the writer that wrote it is fucking it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I'm yeah. giving it a three. But yeah, but what would you give it? I'll give it a two. I just it just dragged for me. I it, just, it did I, drag. It did. It was a slog. It was a slog to read. That's why I didn't even put it on my list. I was like, I don't want to review this. <laughs> you know? yeah, let Leroy handle this shit. Like know? I was like, check it out when you were reviewing us. I just going, Leroy's doing. I was saying, like, let me let me power through. Let me power through. He's, gonna, he's gonna retell this issue. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was smelling the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh man. shit! All right. So, um, but, uh, yeah. What, what you got next? I'm booked out. Oh shit, that was the last one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Didn't know that. All right. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, if you listen this long. Really? You're booked out? I did three. You didn't read Thor? Did I need to? Immortal Thor? No. Oh. I started two and I just saw him beating up more frost down. So I was like, you know what? I've seen it. I'm good. (laughs) Cause I read it. I thought it was decent, but obviously I haven't read Thor in a while, so obviously there was shit going on that I didn't feel comfortable reviewing. I figured you were gonna read it because it was like the big book of the week and shit. Like really? It was like the big, thought, yeah. I just thought it was another Thor book. I've, I've read, I've read a lot of Thor books like over the year, over my lifespan, shit like that. So for them to do something that I haven't seen with Thor, I'm just like, you really got to do something. Now if this well, book art- did. The art was really cool, um, yeah. but there was shit going on that I didn't know. Like, yeah, it, it starts out where he's fighting frost giants. And, yeah, and I was like, this again? Nah, I'm good. And, and like, he can control the blizzard? So he's so he's a god of thunder. He can control storms, and that counts yeah. for blizzards, too. So he makes the blizzard go away, and the sun comes out. Well, that's and new. The fro- and, and the frost giants are like, oh, shit, the sun. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I feel know. like Thor wouldn't do that because he would rather beat the shit out the Frost Giants. Well, so the one I'm Frost Giant couldn't do that, but yeah, yeah. Well, the one Frost Giant stays and starts talking all this like medieval shit to him. Like they start talking shit to each other, and yeah. Thor finally just fuck off and then just throws like smashes his head and shit. <laughs> right, because he'd he'd rather beat the shit out of Frost Giants. That's the whole point. So yeah, yeah. And then he goes back to Earth and shit happens, and then there's. I can't remember the name, but I I recognize it from like Amon Amar, like death metal lyrics. A lot of like death metal lyrics popped up in this book. <laughs> okay, so Al you was going there. Okay. So. Yeah, uh, and some I can't remember the fucking name of it. Like a evil version of Thor, like a Thor, a god Thor god, Ungheim Thor or something like that. Or I don't know. That almost that almost sounds familiar. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, let me look it up real quick. Okay. But he shows up and he comes to Earth and like basically got is like more powerful for Thor because he's a god. He's like a god, a god, a bigger, like a more powerful god than Thor. Okay. Or like the Dark World Thor version of Thor or something like that. Anyway, he comes down and like, like, like blows up the the Statue of Liberty in New York with a lightning bolt. Oh shit! Okay. And then and then I and then starts talking shit to Thor and and then, yeah and I I didn't know I wasn't familiar with him who he was. Um, shit, where'd it go? Fuck. So I mean, you're saying it, but not Udgard or some shit like that, was it? Yeah, it sounds like that's what it is. Udgard? Huh. Okay. Immortal. Yeah, because that was supposed to be like Udgard supposed to mean like the higher end. Like they had like a Loki, then Udgard Loki. I remember they had an Udgard Loki. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. They, they mentioned Loki. that? Okay. Yeah. Yep. All that shit. And he's like a big dark god. Yeah, and he's supposed to be like more powerful than Thor. Like, like Thor can't fuck with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's who it was. Okay. So he shows up. Wait, Udgard Thor or Udgard Loki? Both. Well, they mentioned oh. Loki, Upgard Tho- Loki. Okay. But, um, so. but he's the one who shows up and blows up the, like, basically starts, like, fucking up New York. Okay. Cool. Okay. So, uh, so Thor is back on Earth. That's another. Because another thing, I, I can't even get tired of the Asgard stories. I kind of want Thor more on Earth doing, you know, not necessarily Avengers shit, yeah. but just superhero shit, you know. Yeah. But we'll see. Like I said, I, I wanted to see how this book go first. But when I just saw him just fighting Frost Giants again, I kind of, like, checked out. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, and yeah, I, I don't know. I have, I'm not current on Thor. Um, yeah. I know Don wasn't Donny Cates writing it, and then he yeah, got you, you, you heard about yeah, we, yeah. We never mentioned that on the show, but yeah, Donny Cates finally revealed he was in a car accident and he was in like a coma for six months. Yeah, and doesn't remember yeah. shit. And doesn't so remember they had shit. To doesn't like, remember his own writing. Like he's reading his books now and don't remember him writing it. That's how fucked up. Yeah, was, so yeah, yeah. He was writing the. Hulk and Thor and yeah, both at the same yeah. time and yeah. So, so. Uh, speedy recover to him, but yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I thought it was decent. I just wasn't familiar with what was happening. Yeah. Okay, like I said, I, I'll get into it because I always catch up with Thor books eventually down the road somewhere. Yeah, you know, I figured you were. I figured you were like all over it. <laughs> yeah, why. I mean, like I said, it's it's a lot of these Thor books are just Thor beating shit out of people. It's not really like introspective or shit like that it's like yeah but i, I get to yeah. it i get to it eventually so because right. sometimes with a thought book that's all you want and just beat the shit out of people you know so. yeah i mean yeah there's a lot of that old english speak and references oh, they're doing, they're doing that the, again i thought they dropped yeah. it back in the 90s but the, okay. in the in the in the whole all the references to north you know all this shit you know and yeah a lot all that yeah talking shit to each other like that scene yeah i mean yeah it was frost giants but yeah that scene was pretty funny it was pretty cool like yeah he just comes down like, i'm the god of thunder i control storms that includes blizzards motherfucker and then like he makes <laughs> the sun come out and like <laughs> oh shit over. and they start running away <laughs> and then all right the so, so now you starts, now yeah. you peak my inches you peak my inches. yeah I and then he starts it. talking all this shit you little bat you know i can't exactly quote for quote but he starts talking shit to thor like you ain't shit blah, 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 blah. And so like, oh yeah and then just throws molnir and just blows up his head with molnir <laughs> Mo- Mo- still cracked or did he fix molnir or i don't remember but i remember him like looking like looking at the hammer and seeing odin's Spell or whatever at one. Oh, Odin is still in in the hammer. 
Yeah, something. Yeah. Huh. Oh yeah, that's okay. right. Odin was in the hammer. Yeah, that was on the, that was in, the Kate, Hulk, in Kate's run. Yeah. The Hulk versus Thor. The Hulk thing. Yeah, like Odin yeah. is trapped in in Monier, So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably what it was. Yeah, huh. I, okay. I, I I didn't know. That's why I was like, I'll let Leroy review. <laughs> Okay, tell you what, I'll <laughs> check this out and I'll do part two when it comes out. So, yeah, <laughs> but the art right. is cool, the art is really sweet, you know. Yeah, so all right, but like I said, listen as long as like, subscribe. If you listen more than 30 seconds, we appreciate you, it helps the algorithm, you know. Um, like I said, next week we come back. Uh, a reason I didn't do Gran Turismo this week because I were already planned, we're going to do a big family thing, we're going to go see Gran Turismo. I'll give my review then. I'll break it down. Like I said, I can go deep into Gran Turismo lore, even though it's just a card game. Because <laughs> it's one of the one of the games I play the most out of any video game ever. Like it's like Street Fighter, Arkham, Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo might even be number two. So I don't know. So it'll be the we'll Leroy show next week. <laughs> just be talking about cars and shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> all right. So until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And make sure your dogs are spayed and neutered. You know, you, you make me feel so good inside. <laughs> I've always wanted a girl just like you. You're such a pure.